Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome back to 2024 to the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name is Scott Jennison, the Acquisitions Manager at Streamline Property Buyers um, and we thought we'd start the year off with some well, some predictions and some updates from the year and, and what's what we're looking ahead for this exciting year of 2024. I hope everyone had a fantastic break and a good Christmas. Um, those that are still on holidays, enjoy the podcast and relax and um, let us give you some more information. Yes, happy new year to everybody that's tuning in once again to the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, it's an exciting year that we've got planned ahead with some amazing new content that we're going to be sharing and we've got already locked in some uh, pretty awesome guests on the podcast. So we're really looking forward to the information that we're going to be able to share with you in the coming weeks and months. But as Scott has already pointed out, today's episode is all about predictions for the Brisbane market for the year ahead. And if you've listened to our podcast over previous years, you will know that we're not a fan of predictions. In fact, we have covered podcast topics where we've really cut through some of the predictions that have been made and subsequently looked back to see how accurate they were. Consistently, we've seen a lot of economists and banks get property market predictions wrong. However, there is one property commentator who seems to nail it every single time. And we're going to be talking to some of his data today, and that's Christopher Louis from SQM Research. And we're going to be analysing his um, market predictions based on his housing boom and bust report for 2024. And that's going to provide you with some really valuable insights into what's likely to happen in the next 12 months here in Brisbane. So those those listeners that did listen to our um, wrap up from 2023, um, you will remember we started off going through the year through post-22 where we had a bit of a drop in the market. Um, I think we started January by memory now, negative um, 1.6 in housing, I think it was. And then it just recovered, and I think 1.4 positive was pretty much a consistent number going through month after month towards the back end of 2023. So that's a little bit of a re recap on, obviously, what that was. If you didn't listen to that episode, jump back and have a listen to it, um, and then we start to move into 2024. And, of course, we what are we expecting in Brisbane in the months ahead? Well, coming off the very strong demand that we saw in the latter months of 2023 and also that really low supply level based on listing volumes, when we have that sort of imbalance, we expect prices to continue to escalate. Will they escalate at the same rate as we saw throughout the most Oh, the majority of 2023. We think not. We think that rate of growth may start to slow, especially in an environment where interest rates are higher. And I think that uh, interest rate environment or that interest rate hike in November on Melbourne Cup Day last year, it really did have an impact on, on some buyers. However, um, it is still a positive forecast that we have. And we're going to be running through some of the reasons why that is the case today. And obviously then when we start touching on things like supply and demand, listing numbers have, have been low. Um, still are low and obviously coming into the year um, from all the local agents that we talk to out and about, um, everyone is feeling a bit positive um, that more property is going to come to the market. So hopefully that does does help out. The other thing also is for, for people to be ready um, and to be prepared. That's probably one thing um, we need to make sure that buyers are ready to buy. Um, so obviously if they're looking to come into the market, Make sure you get your finance ready. That's probably the big thing. I think we touched on this again in some previous episodes about talking to your broker, talking to your bank. Make sure you get your finance ready. 
um, so that you're in a position you can actually make an offer. Um, we are getting more auctions um, and more properties selling prior to auctions. So obviously that finance, um, having that ready. Um, and we did also talk to our listeners about, you know, we do offer that um, auction bidding service only for our client, for clients as well. So, you know, it takes that stress away from people um, and takes that emotion out of it when you have someone that works professionally for you as well. So let's get into the really juicy stuff. And that is what is going to happen in Brisbane in the future. And um, as I said, a lot of the information that we're going to be sharing with you today is based on Christopher's housing boom and bust report for 2024. And this is a report that's put out by SQM Research, one of the major um, data houses for property research across Australia. And what I will say is that if you are looking at the results of this report at a national level, um, the forecast at a national level is for dwelling prices to uh, moderate potentially decrease very slightly negative one to negative one percent through to about three percent and that's the forecast range however two cities are expected to outperform the market as a whole and Brisbane is one of those cities alongside Perth so Brisbane, um, and Perth are expected to record price rises. And both of these markets um, are being driven by a tailwind of a recovering Chinese economy because both of these markets um, see strong demand for base commodities such as iron ore and, of course, being uh, states which have a large component of mining activity that's also expected to boost activity in the property markets across both Western Australia and Queensland. But we're going to get into some more of the nitty-gritty detail as to why these two cities, but more so specifically Brisbane, is likely to outperform the national average over the next 12 months. Interesting that one on the um, the iron ore and obviously the mining side of it. And, and as you mentioned, Queensland and Western Australia uh, are quite strong in that. We went to a breakfast a little while ago um, when they were talking not only about um, those two states and how they've how they still stay strong, but I mean Queensland also has that tourism side of it. So mm. not only just relying on that um, the mining side of it, but we've also got the the tourism and obviously our proximity to the eastern eastern states as well makes it a lot better as well. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be some headwinds as we would understand. Interest rates are very high, and the interest rate increases over 2022 um, and then into 2023 possibly into 2024. We're not sure what the direction of interest rates is likely to be. A lot of that will be dependent on inflation, but it's going to start to bite some people, especially in areas where people don't have those high incomes and the capacity to continue to pay for those higher mortgages. It's also important to understand when you're considering a location to buy, how many people in that location um, might have a loan, but also how many people in that location are leveraged extremely um, at, an, at, an, at an extremely high rate. I couldn't get my words out. So there are some areas, for example, in Brisbane where the average loan-to-value ratio is much higher than 80% and other areas where the average loan-to-value ratio is going to be less than 40 or 50%. And they're presenting with different uh, potential risk uh, profiles in terms of suburbs or, or demographic information. So that's always important for you to understand as a property buyer, not everyone is going to be impacted in the same way by a higher interest rate environment. It does depend on the incomes of the individuals in the area. So that's something that we'll be watching depending on the movement of interest rates in the next 12 months. Um, that could have an impact one way or another on property prices. Yeah, I think that interest rate, as you said, the inflation and the interest rate does have that risk 
side of things. The other thing that will have, have a bit of an influence will be the employment side of thing as well. Yes. So um, unemployment is um, a tip to be moving towards 5%. Now we know we are in a very um, low unemployment environment at the moment. Now with inflation, um, if inflation moves back within that target band of between three and 4%, which is what the uh, boom or bust report is predicting, um, it might actually create the environment for some interest rates to be cut later. But also, depending on what happens in that employment market, if we start to see that unemployment rate increase, that could also impact on uh, what is likely to happen in property markets as well. So it's important for people to watch, you know, the what's happening in interest rates, what's happening in inflation, but also what's happening to those employment figures. Of course, more people that lose jobs or that become unemployed uh, can potentially put stress on people uh, repaying loans and then we potentially could see more forced selling come through. So you can see how all of these economic indicators can be very much related to the likely outcomes in terms of what's going to happen in property markets. I think all, all our listeners do love those predictions and I know that something that people are always asking when they call us, you know, what do we, what do we think is going to happen and what's, you know, what can we see happening next year? So obviously having this information from these reports is always good to get some predictions, understand some risk, understand unemployment, um, and obviously there's going to be more predictions. Yeah, of course. Um, another reason that um, Perth and Brisbane are tipped to outperform other markets around Australia is because we do have uh, super tight rental conditions, as do many other places around the country. But uh, because of the better than expected global commodities market at the moment, um, and we've also got minimal exposure um, in Brisbane and also in Perth to the financial services sector. And that is this section of the market um, that Louis Christopher is um, expecting there may be some significant job losses. So again, when we do see the unemployment rate rise, it's not uniform across all sectors of the market. So again, getting a little bit more granular in understanding the employment segments within each market can help us to understand or predict what impact that may have on, on the people that live there, the people that work there, but then ultimately on the direction of property prices, if that's going to impact the ability of people to repay mortgages. A big thing we did see, obviously, during that that COVID sort of period and post-COVID period, um, and, and as I do always say to people, why wouldn't you want to live up in Queensland? Um, it's beautiful. But we also, we saw the migration side of thing. Obviously, that will have also some sort of influence um, on, on how things perform. Yeah, absolutely. Pa population growth has been at record highs, especially overseas migration um, in, in recent times. And we do expect or it's expected that that rate of population growth may start to slow, but still at very high levels when we look at historical values. One thing that Queensland um, has shown, which is different to every other state, is that high rate of interstate migration. That's also expected to continue. So whilst overseas migration typically um, benefits Melbourne and Sydney as the two capital city markets um, the most, it does have a trickle-on effect in all other capitals. However, for Queensland, certainly southeast Queensland and Brisbane, it's that interstate migration as well as that overseas migration that we like to look at because everybody that moves to a certain location, um, it everybody needs a home. Initially, that will put pressure on the rental market, but ultimately it also puts pressure on the housing market. So the rate of population expansion is a key driver, um, 
in in some instances uh, of the housing market. And it's one of those indicators combined with others that we should also watch. Interest rates. Uh, that they're obviously something that um obviously through 2023 in the early part we we saw month after month those interest rates um the cash rate increase and then towards the back end obviously stayed on hold except for uh Melbourne Cup Day as you mentioned earlier so obviously that's that risk part and obviously interest rates what happens this year will be an important factor yeah, so it can have a significant impact on the housing market. And again, not in isolation, but combined with other factors. So right now, the current average uh, variable home lending rate is at 6.77%. Sometimes banks will pass on a discount to introduce new customers to their, their books, but ultimately that's a lot higher than where it was 18 months ago. So we are at a point where we've never been higher um, for our current generation in terms of our mortgage repayments to disposable incomes. Now, that is generally speaking, once again, when we're looking at the population level data. However, as we know, uh, there are some people that are earning higher, much higher incomes than others. So it does depend on the demographic of the area that you are considering as to what that impact is likely to be. Of course, higher interest rates simply means everybody's borrowing capacity um, is impacted in some way, but it definitely impacts those lower income earners much, much more than it does those higher income earners. A big thing that we do look at, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this, obviously those with a bit of age on them talked about, um, I think it was Paul Keating when he was prime minister talked about the recession that we had to have and things like that. And that's something that people do talk a bit now about a recession and whether we're in a, in a recession, whether we're going to be in one. Um Thoughts on that? There's a little bit in the report on this as well. Yeah, look, um, at this stage throughout 2023, um, the Australian economy has managed to avoid a recession despite rapidly rising interest rates. Um, in 2024, there is a risk that we might move into a period where we see negative growth. Um, however, it's not expected at this stage that uh, we're going to see a huge deep recess recession. It may be statistically a recession if we see those two quarters of negative growth, but uh, we're hoping that it's not likely to have a significant impact on the economy. So basically, if we see that negative growth um, at the same time as unemployment rising rapidly, that's when we feel that it's going to have impacts on the property market. So again, watching one key um, indicator in isolation is not the right approach. It's it's monitoring a lot of these indicators uh, across the board to see how they're all interacting to potentially influence uh, people's behaviour and and property markets as a whole. And as you said, that in unemployment side of it, uh, and especially here in Queensland, what we sort of see around the areas, there's a lot of jobs, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of infrastructure and there's a lot of work happening and obviously the build up towards that 2032 Olympic side of things there is a lot of um, opportunities for people to get jobs. So hmm. now that might uh, might hold it back a little bit as well. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier the prediction is that unemployment may increase to around 5% and it's been sitting at a very low level of 3.7% for some time now. So obviously there's been a lot of job opportunities for people that have been in the market to find a job with an unemployment rate that low. Um, however, we may see that unemployment rate increase slightly. But if employment continues to grow at current rates, it's also going to provide a strong anchor for the housing market because if people have a job and they have the ability to earn income, they will be able to continue to repay 
um, their mortgage. So this is where unemployment becomes a really important indicator to follow uh, because it does help to determine the risk associated with defaulting on those home loans that people might have taken out. Unemployment, interest rates, obviously tight listings, things like that, that has a, that has an effect on consumer sentiment. And this has a big effect, obviously, on the property market. It does. Consumer sentiment has been at historical lows for some time throughout the majority of 2023, which is somewhat surprising, especially when we've seen the buyer depth continue to increase, especially here in Brisbane throughout the latter months of 2023. Um, another more focused indicator is the time to buy, um, which is another sentiment report that is put out um, by economists. And it's also showing that it's it's very, very weak. So the time to buy a house is showing that um, it's not a great time to buy at all. And yet on the ground, we see that buyer depth and that buyer volume here in Brisbane continue to be very strong. So it's interesting when we're looking at data and trying to interpret that data, but also overlaying that with what we're seeing on the ground, it doesn't always align because whilst it doesn't appear to be um, the fact that there's many confident consumers in the market, we're seeing evidence of the fact that there actually are a lot of buyers in the market, especially here in Brisbane. So it's another reason why overlaying or, or relying purely on, on what these data indicators are telling us is not always the best approach. It's it's taking a multifaceted approach that gives buyers the best outcomes. And the rental market, um, very, very, very tight um, vacancy rates in Brisbane, especially, um, mm. and, and that obviously, you know, every property we're sort of seeing, or most properties we're seeing at the moment, people are getting tenants really fast. Um, there's usually lineups, multiple multiple offers on trying to rent properties, mm. um, and there's a lot of pressure on that rental side of things. Yeah, it's in significant favour of the landlord, and that's probably the best way to put it. So we've talked about the growth in the rental market, both in the housing sector and the unit sector of the market. Rents have been on the increase for some time. That is not expected to change. We feel based on very low supply, evidenced by the low vacancy rates, as well as that continuing uh, pressure by those people relocating to Brisbane. Um, it puts that pressure on the rental market and it continues to put that upward pressure on rents. Uh, so yeah, that's not likely to change. And in fact, throughout 2024, we expect that house rents and unit rents will continue to escalate. I feel, however, that that's potentially going to have some more segregation by location because there's many area, areas across Greater Brisbane where affordability caps are being tested and people just cannot continue to pay more in rent when they don't have the incomes or the capacity to do so. Um, so therefore, what we might also see is a change in the composition of housing. So house size, the number of people living in a dwelling may start to increase over time as people start to reach those affordability caps. So I feel that if we had the data to support what's happening in certain um, locations across Brisbane, we'd start to see that trend where you might you might see more people occupying a dwelling um, than, than would have been typical two or three years ago. You've sort of led me into the next bit, what I, which I was sort of looking at was um, uh, afford when you talked about affordability and location. And I know this was something that was talked about early on um, people were talking about distressed selling and distressed listings. 
Yeah, I think that the there was a lot of fear in the market about the fact that there was going to be this huge volume of forced sellers, especially as people came off those fixed interest rates and moved into variable interest rates. And they saw big shifts of sometimes up to 3% change in the interest that they were paying. And, and look, it's not over yet. There's still people rolling off those fixed rates today. Um, however, it's been managed reasonably well by the banks. You've got to remember that um, with the introduction of prudent lending standards by regulators in years gone by, everybody has been assessed at a much higher interest rate, um, especially when those interest rates were at record lows. So banks were not lending to people unless they could prove that they could afford to repay that mortgage at an interest rate um, up to 3% above what they were offered um, in some instances. So that's played well to avoid that potential of mass forced selling. Um, and look, distressed selling activity, in actual fact, when we look back at the numbers throughout 2023, it actually fell. It decreased across the year. So, and it reached new lows based on the information that's um, been put out by SQM Research. So again, that's really interesting given the predictions were for something much worse. Listings. So when we talk about shortage of stock and we have been pretty low on listings now for quite a while, mm. um, there are, look, there's, as we said, that when we're talking to agents out and about in the ground and they're saying that they're working on listings and there's more coming to the market, um, we saw a little bit of an improvement on that side of things, but what's the sort of prediction on stock? Look, we don't expect to see a huge change in listing volumes in Brisbane, um, especially off the fact that we're not seeing any forced selling. And the issue is that there's not a lot of stock to buy. So that's not releasing um, a lot of uh, sellers. They, they're not wanting to list unless they've got certainty of something to buy. So it's a bit of a vicious circle, if you like. And there's not a lot to rent. There's not a lot to rent. So it's very hard for a seller to sell, rent and buy because they're struggling to find a rental property as well. Yep. So it's a bit of a gridlock situation. Um, we can also look at supply in terms of how many new dwellings are being delivered to the market and dwelling completions as well um, have been declining. So, you know, there's a huge shortage of stock, whether that be listings that are currently for sale in the established market or new properties that are being delivered to the market. Um, we don't expect that to change. It, it is expected that um, that will remain in a negative um, deficit in terms of the number of people relocating to southeast Queensland compared to the number of dwellings being completed and the number of properties available for sale. Um, if we look at a national level, for example, dwelling completions have been running well short of expectations throughout 2023. And there's probably a couple of reasons for that. Of course, um, the the number of builders that have been um, going bust in an environment where building costs have rapidly escalated off the back of COVID-19 um, and, and also just the cost to build. You know, I know the new land sales market in, in Brisbane throughout the latter months of 2022 three, it started to actually pull back because people were finding it more difficult to um, find a builder and enable that build to take place at an affordable price point. So people were less reluctant to purchase vacant land for that reason. So you can see how all of these things can have a run-on effect in impacting the direction of a market, especially in in separate sub-markets um, throughout a particular city. So when we talk about, and I know we, we've touched on this a few times early on about the prediction side of things, um, and everyone does want all those predictions, um, we do get asked quite a bit, you know, what's going to happen in Brisbane? Is it a good time to buy? When should I buy? Should I wait for a little while? 
um, as we probably always say, best time to buy is when you can afford to buy. Um, we didn't see, as, as I said at the start, 2023, we saw those month on month on month, the prices just kept seemed to be going up around that 1.4-ish sort of mark um, pretty consistently. But obviously, um, instead of us doing a prediction, we might just throw it over to the report to see what they've predicted for Brisbane. Yes, and I do encourage anyone that is interested in understanding property markets and really getting a fundamental analysis or a really um, comprehensive view to head on over to SQM Research on the website and download Christopher's Housing Boom and Bust Report. There is a small fee, but the value of the information that you will obtain from this report is is huge. So um, not only do they provide scenarios for what is likely to happen in different property markets around Australia, but they also look at a per suburb level, um, looking at every postcode to determine whether that might be a good postcode to buy into at the current point in time, given the supply and demand metrics at a very local level. So really good report for that reason. We're not going to go into that suburb level data today, but Brisbane as a whole, according to Christopher's housing boom and bust report, is expected to grow in a base case scenario between 4% and 8% over the months of 2024. Now that base case scenario um, assumes that the cash rate remains um, between 4.1% and 5%. It also assumes that population growth slows somewhat to 460,000 people or less. And it also assumes that unemployment will increase, but it will increase somewhere between up to 45 and 5.5%. So we're not going to see this huge spike in, in unemployment. Now, the reason I like this scenario and this predicting is that it gives the scenarios upon which these predictions are based. And that would be the base case scenario, or in this case, the most likely scenario. And that puts Brisbane in second place behind Perth in terms of 12-month predicted price growth. So as I said before, Brisbane, 4% to 8% price growth over the next 12 months. Perth, slightly ahead at 5 to 9% price growth over the next 12 months. I will say that when we look at other capital city markets, the picture is not quite as rosy. So based on the report, Canberra is expect to see, expected to see negative growth of between negative 8 and negative 4%. Hobart, negative 7 to negative 3%. Adelaide, 0 to 3%. Sydney, negative 4 to no change. Melbourne, negative 5 to negative 1%, and Darwin, negative 3 to positive 1%. Now, obviously, that leaves only Perth and Brisbane with the positive price growth prediction. And, um, and obviously, if you're wanting the detailed analysis as to why these predictions are being made, I do encourage you to download this report from the SQM Research website. That's a bit more accurate than probably our prediction that we would have detailed as well so it is there's a lot of detail in these reports and as melinda said it's it's value for money um those people that do want to get their head around that that reading that information um in these in this report it's very very detailed and it is worth um spending the money if you're interested in that information as well and i'll also say that um it's not just one scenario of price predictions that's been put forward by um, Christopher Louie from SQM Research, he gives four different scenarios. And in the other three scenarios, there's assumptions that are made 
um, in terms of changes to, you know, having an energy crisis where the cash rate increases, so the interest rate increases above 5%, unemployment rate increases to above 6%, um, population growth slows back to 460,000 or less, or inflation reignites. He he is actually making predictions based on all of these things um, that, that cannot be looked at in isolation. So, you know, if if we do see the population growth slow down, the rate of population growth slow down, then he's got another analysis for, for what that might look like. If we see population growth pick up, there's another scenario for what that might look like. If interest rates increase to a much higher level, there's another scenario for what that might look like. So we're only discussing today the most likely scenario, but um, it's also good if you're wanting the detail of this report to head on over and um, and download that report. Um, support people that are doing good things in the property market. It is a small fee, but um, there's so much value that you will gain by by downloading and reading that. So what I take out of that, obviously, is um, people that are looking to or thinking about buying, um, especially in Brisbane, um, get ready, get organised, and don't don't sort of hang around waiting for prices to, to drop because the, the forecasts are very, very, very strong. The rent side of it, is a, he's done a forecast on that side as well? Yeah, so rents for, for this year throughout 2024 also predicted to increase in Brisbane but by between 7% and 10%. Now, this is dwelling rent forecast, so it's not been broken down into house rents and unit rents, but again, it just shows that, that tight uh, vacancy rate environment combined with strong uh, demand from interstate migrants and overseas migrants, as well as locals looking to rent, um, it's going to continue to drive those rental prices. So 7 to 10% uh, price growth in rents over the next 12 months is what's being predicted. 4 to 8% price growth in dwelling values is what has been predicted for Brisbane. So overall, um, quite a positive outlook for those that are already in the market. If you're not in the market or indeed if you're a tenant um, listening to this report, um, perhaps the news is not, you know, as exciting. People always like to, you know, think that they're buying in at the bottom of the market. Um, we're not at the bottom of the market in Brisbane or are we? Uh, that's actually an interesting question because we 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 are at the top of the market, but perhaps it's also the bottom of the market if we're going to continue to see this level of price growth. So that's an interesting, uh, yeah, scenario to think about. So yeah, as as we've said, those people that are thinking about buying, don't don't hang around and wait too long because the forecasts are positive for Brisbane as well. Mm, absolutely, and and I think whilst the um the overall rate of population growth is tipped to slow down a little bit at a national level. Um, that's not actually the case for, for Brisbane necessarily, simply because of that rate of interstate migration that also takes place into southeast Queensland as a whole. And Brisbane is one of the recipients of that that volume of people that do relocate interstate. So do yourself a favour, have a look at that report. Um, there's a lot of, lot of information there. Um, we've, we've touched on it, we've gone through it. Um, very detailed um, and, and excellent report that they put out as well. So um, we, this year, just as a bit of a heads up for everyone, we, we've we got um, a Brisbane property panel coming up soon um, with some really, really special guests. We don't want to give away too many secrets. Uh, we've got some other guests that are going to come on, which is very exciting. People uh, will probably know some of these quite well, um, some of the guests that were sort of lined up for the year. So that's exciting as well for everyone to to listen up, we'll have our market updates. Um, we'll have a lot of information and share a lot of free information for everyone like we normally do. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the year and hopefully helping people out um, along the property journey. So, as usual, um, start the year off. I'll let Melinda wrap it up as I normally do. 
It's been great talking. Um, hope everyone gets things started for the new year in a positive way and um, we'll be in contact soon. So from me, take care and bye for now. Yes, thanks for tuning in once again to the Brisbane Property Podcast. As we have reported in our market prediction uh, report this week or um, in our podcast episode this week, uh, it is still looking bright and rosy for Brisbane in terms of its capital growth projection in the next 12 months. So if you are looking to buy, whether that is a home or an investment property, please reach out to our team at Streamline Property Buyers if you'd like professional assistance to be able to guide you through that maze of property buying. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. We do look forward to bringing you future episodes throughout the year. Once again, Happy New Year to you all. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.